Hi, friends, and welcome to the Fullness of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Matheson. Here at the Fullness of Joy, we talk about hard things in light of the gospel, because life is hard, but God is good. We encourage our hearts by reminding ourselves of the truth day in and day out. I pray this encourages your heart and that your challenge to know Christ more deeply as a result. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Fullness of Joy. I'm so excited to have you here this week for our conversation on the fruit of the spirit, which is peace. This week, I'm talking to my friend Casey Schuler, and what's so funny about this conversation is that I was recording it during nap time and my little boy was not sleeping, so it was anything but peaceful, but I enjoyed this conversation so much and I know you will too. Casey has so much wisdom to offer us on how we can understand and walk in God's peace instead of trying to manufacture our own. So let's dive right in. All right, Casey. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Fullness of Joy. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Actually, I'm feeling starting to feel sick, so I'm praying it off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? That is real life, so that's okay. Well, I'd love for you to introduce yourselves to yourself to our listeners. Um, just tell us a little bit about who you are, how you spend your days, and kind of who makes up your family, whatever you'd like to share. Sure. Yeah. Thank you again so much for having me on this podcast. I love being able to talk um, with friends on a podcast. So um, I do live in Athens, Georgia, and that's where we met. And I am a mom of two, um, two girls, nine and four. And I am a personal trainer. So I train clients at my house. I'm a fitness instructor right now. My favorite thing to instruct is pound. It's like a drumstick fitness class, super fun. Um, and then I have a online ministry called joyful health collective, where we, um, help women who are Christians just break out of the diet cycle and learn how to enjoy food and exercise in a God honoring way. So, um, oh, and then I'm a writer. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I really, gig. <laughs> yeah that thing that love yes. words have always loved the word um the lord has just uh, always speaks to me so um intimately through his word and so mm. i always feel like i can come to him most intimately when i write too so mm. it is um a joy for me to be able to share some of what he's taught me through writing I love that. And I love that you teach pound. I don't know that we've talked about this, but when I was in Athens, when we still lived in Athens, I went to um, crunch fitness and went to pound classes and I even did it when I was pregnant and I love those classes. They are so fun. It was really helpful for getting out some aggression and stress. (laughs) Yes, it is a healthy a way, release you know? and everybody like I literally yes. would tell Rory, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna pound it out at this in class. You know, I pounded it out today. It was amazing and it was such a high. For sure. And so most of the time I'm like that. if I'm tired, I just turn on the music and I'm just yes. ready to go. It just leads me forward. So I love uh, that. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Well, we are in the middle of our summer series on the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit for this week, for this episode is peace. And so when I was just praying through who to have on for this season, and I thought about this episode, you came to mind because like you mentioned, you're a personal trainer and you're someone who really values the benefits of holistic health and helping women learn how to apply God's word to their lives with peace and health and how we're, how it's all integrated. And so I just would really love for us to talk about the world's version of peace versus Christ's peace. Um, 
I think that we're just told so many lies about peace. It's probably going to be really mm-hmm. hard to cover it all. And we're not going to try to, but you know, we hear so many lies about peace um, just in the messaging today. And so my first question for us to um, talk through today is just like, when we're thinking about the peace of God, how should that affect us as believers in Christ? How should that make a difference in our everyday lives? Yeah. You know, I think the thing that comforts me the most is to know that peace is not something that I have to work for, but something that I can rest in. It's not something that I have to progress towards, but something I can just return to something that God has already, um, given through Christ. And he says, my peace, I give to you, my peace, I leave with you, not as the world gives. And so, um, if I'm trying to search for peace outside of God, which I do pretty frequently and I get let down by like, okay, I just cleaned up the house. Phew. Now I can have this like mental space peace. And then the dog runs in and gets hair and dirt all over the floor. And that peace is ruined, you know? <laughs> and so, or like, Oh, finally I have feel like organized in my business. And then you know, some system comes crashing down or technology just decides to stop working and I get frustrated, but it's like, okay, uh, peace that depends on me is not real peace. Um, and so it's very assuring and satisfying to know that the peace that God offers, it's true shalom. It's that peace that is whole, um, whole and holy. That's how God created us to be in him and he's the one who does the work and we just get to abide in him and trust that. I love that you made the differentiation between the work that he does versus our temptation to believe that we can do it on our own because Uh we are so tempted to want to do everything on our own and produce something that is supernatural. Like Mm -hmm. the fruit of the spirit is through the spirit of God. And that's supernatural. It's not something that we could just muster up or manufacture. And so I love that you said, you know, all of these external things that I want to find my peace in, like they are just not going to satisfy and they're not going to allow me to actually experience the peace of God. Like it's going to be that temporal and that fleeting peace that is, will change when my house gets messy again. Like, (laughs) so I love that. So when you're thinking about like how a believer can better understand how to pursue that peace, as we, mm-hmm. as we, as we understand that it doesn't have anything to do with our external circumstances, but rather that, um, settled peace that he gives us, how can a believer not get discouraged when it does feel like peace just never comes and it seems mm-hmm. like it's unattainable? Yeah. I think that is such a beautiful thing that we have and. <laughs> And I think about like God's power is made perfect in our weakness. And so if we were, we, if we were strong in ourselves, we wouldn't be reaching out to God. And so for me, when I feel unsettled and when I feel like I don't have peace, that to me is, um, I'm really, you know, trying to associate that with, oh, I need peace. Okay. Where do I go? What do I need to do, um, to get that peace? Okay. So I, you know, being able to train that response and to be able to go to God for peace, um, to be able to feel that unsettledness, to be able to go to God, um, to be able to define what actually perfect peace is. And my favorite definition, which is a verse that I memorized when I, um, was in labor with my first baby and a, a friend sent this to me and I memorized it and it became like my anchor verse. 
um, and really still is in Isaiah 26, verse three, it says, this is the ESV version. There's lots of great versions, but um, it says you keep in perfect peace, him whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. So with that scripture, kind of breaking it down a little bit, like where does peace come from? It's the scripture starts with you, with God, God keeps and perfect peace and perfect is just another word for whole. Um, and that perfect peace to him is minus stayed on you because he trusts in you. So peace starts with the Lord. Um, it can be found by trusting in God and it can be sustained with when our minds continue to come back to him. It's that continual, um, beautiful rhythm of repentance and renewal. That's incredible. I love that you, your friend sent that to you and then it was applicable in a specific situation, but then you found it to be applicable in so many different parts of life. That's, I mean, that's just so the Lord to Mm -hmm. allow us to find comfort in his word in so many different ways. That's, that's so beautiful. And that's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite verses too. And I, I love that you said it doesn't start with us. It starts with God. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I love that he, that perfect peace is unattainable without him. And yeah. the Bible makes that so clear. And so it's like, okay, well, we know exactly where to look. Just like you said, I'm going to look to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, as we think about this, it's like, okay, well, I look to him, but what does that even mean? Like, how do I mm-hmm. look to God? Like, how can women align their thoughts and attitudes with that perfect peace of Christ? Like, what does that look like in a practical sense? Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking through like when that specific scripture was really dear to me was, I mean, childbirth is a pretty extreme example, but it does kind of model other times in our life when it's like, okay, this thing is happening. I feel very out of control. And so a lot of ways that we can feel like we can gain peace is to be in control. Um, and so this verse just helps us to see like, okay, I'm not the one who can, I'm not the one who like birthed myself into this world. You know, first of all, like I can't, there's so much that I don't have control over. And God is the one who brought me into this world. He's Mm -hmm. the one who holds all things together, including myself. So, um, being able to just remember and to constantly renew our minds and to be able to watch our thoughts, um, to be able to notice, like, are my thoughts condemning me? Do I feel terrible right now? Or do I feel (laughs) you know, do I feel like distant from God or do I feel like, hi, I need God right now. And I want, um, I want his ways, (laughs) not my own. So like going through childbirth, it's like, okay, I don't have control in the situation, but I, I can trust in God. And how do we trust in God? Um, trust is really based on if we believe something is helpful or harmful. And it's also based on past events. You know, what has our experience been, um, with God, have we felt helped by him when we've gone to him? If so, then that kind of increases our trust in him. He is always faithful, but you know, the path of faith for us is to be able to, um, for him to be able to build that within us through those experiences. And so, um, so to be able to know, okay, he, um, I can trust him because I know his promises and what are his promises. And so that's a lot about what, um, my line study talks about too, is like, we have to know God's promises so that we can know how to trust him when things, when we are not in control, because we don't know what's going to happen, but we know what he said is that is the true reality. How can I become aligned with his reality? Because that is something I can trust. That's the firm ground I can stand upon. Um, so for example, like 
I don't know how things will go, but I know that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. Right. Um, and so if I can, if I can bring to mind some of those promises, then uh, I just can take a deep breath <laughs> and surrender a little bit, um, Yeah. you know, and to be able to take that next step in faith. And so it's really, is just like, um, this is, if this is a fruit of the spirit conversation, like we, we have to continue abiding in the spirit. Um, otherwise Mm -hmm. like there's, there's no other way to go. And when we start feeling unsettled and not peaceful, it's like, okay, where am I depending on myself right now? Um, what has God said and how can I rest in that? And now I can, you know, rise up and go forward. Mm. And the way that you define trust, I don't know that I'd ever heard it defined that way. That was so poignant. And I love that you also then differentiated between, yes, it's like the harmful versus the helpful, but then the past experiences also play a part in it too. Mm. And so oftentimes women are looking at the present through these, um, I guess you could say like a filter of the past, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, this is what's happened in the past. So I know that this is how it's going to go in the present too, whether that's mm-hmm. good or bad. And so then we can move to being kind of in a survival mode where it's just like, you're just doing whatever you can to get by, but you're not really thriving. And that's where that piece is missing because you are so just focused on getting by and figuring out a way to just make it that you're not actually thriving mm-hmm. and flourishing in Christ. Mm-hmm. So as women are beginning to understand and see that peace is missing in their lives and that they need that constant presence and the reassurance of the Holy Spirit, how can they move from survival mode to really thriving and flourishing in Christ alone? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> depending on the past is something that, um, is some, is I am a little bit too prone to, uh, predict the future by looking to the past. And so the Lord has constantly had to break me from that pattern of like, you know, he, I don't know what will happen today. He's had to say over and over, like my mercies are new every morning <laughs> and I am the author of life, you know, like I'm writing the story in my head and it's not a good ending, <laughs> but, um, he's saying, no, I'm the author. And I say that the ending is good and I'll show you that in revelation. <laughs> Um, and so I I think a lot of times I base, like, I think about the experience versus God's presence in it and how uh, maybe I'm testing the experience. I'm not testing his word, you know, like, oh, has this word proved true in the past? Yes. Okay. What does his word say about right now? Okay. I can trust that is good. And that will happen. Um, so really like, yeah, trying to reframe those, um, future predictions, instead replace them with God's promises. What does he actually say about this experience? Um, and so thinking about survival mode and two, this is, um, has a lot to do with the brain body connection too. And, um, if there are any highly sensitive people out there like myself, um, you, you know, our brain has a highly active amygdala, which is like your circuit board in your brain, it detects threats. And so, if that part of your brain is highly active, then you sense a lot of threats. And so you feel like the world is against you and like you have to survive and you have to create these structures to keep you safe. Um, but to live in survival mode is to forget that you are already saved. So when we are in Christ, we believe 
that um, even when we die, that there is a resurrection, we will be with God forever. And so we no longer have to fear death, which is really the biggest fear that is like the enemy of survival. (laughs) And so, um, so living in survival mode, when we feel like we have to survive to be able to remember, okay, I'm saved. My spirit is already saved in Christ. There's nothing I can add or take away from that, um, to be able to rest in that and be able to trust God with what happens and, um, yeah, be able to stand on what he, what he says is true. Gosh, I love that. There's so many, (laughs) there's so many places I could go with this. I'm just thinking about all that my husband and I learned about the brain and how trauma and adverse experiences and difficult things. And of course, positive experiences too affect the brain and how our thought patterns are part of that. And you just hit on so many different things that I wish we had more time to talk Mm -hmm. about, but oh my goodness, thank you for sharing that wisdom. I would love for you to just tell us a little bit more about your study and like where kind of the heart behind it came from and what you hope that women get from it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, the study is called Aligned, Returning to God's Perfect Peace in an Anxious World. Um, My hope is that when you feel out of alignment, um, when you feel unsettled and unsure, um, then you would be able to have the study to kind of be a path to back to return to God's peace. And I fully believe that you do not need this book to do that, that we have everything that we need, um, in Christ through his helper, the Holy spirit. Um, but he's also given us community and I love being able to do books like this and community to be able to, um, talk through these big questions with one another and really alignment. Um, just start listening for that word in your day. You're going to hear it a lot. A lot of people are using like, okay, I'm not, this doesn't align with where I want to be, or I deserve this. And so this thing is not aligned. And so like, we really, as Christians need to know, um, what is alignment? What is the reality that, um, that is defined by God, the creator himself. And so my hope is that you can be able to stand on some of his firm promises. And when the world shakes you up a bit, you'll be able to know um, how you can stand and how you can walk forward in integrity, um, confident, knowing Christ and knowing that you are his and that he is yours. And so, um, yeah, it's like, it's seven weeks. It's, I always design my studies to be very doable for um, like busy moms like myself. Um, so there's four days of study in each, um, and I have everything included because part of being aligned is to be able to like stay centered in one place. And so if I have scripture in there, I don't ask you to flip through a bunch of pages and scripture, although I think that's very valuable. This is just not the study um, for that. So I have the scripture already in there. So like each day you have like read a quick devotional, go through one scripture, um, answer some questions about it. Um, and then at day five, there's a study question. So you don't have to be like a qualified group leader. You can just read that day five together as a group. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just excited to see what, what God may do with it and how he is aligning us with himself and with that perfect peace that he's already given us. 
I love, I love that you said, watch out for that word because it's everywhere. You're so right. I hear it all the time and you see it splash across social media and the things that we read, like, is this an alignment? Do you believe that this aligns with this? It is definitely a buzzword. So good for you for choosing something that was, (laughs) that people are like, Hmm, that their interest would be piqued by that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just like, well, this, what are we aligning with? You know, like it's essentially, what are we worshiping? And so as Christians, we need to know, okay, am I aligning myself with this? Am I putting my thoughts, my time, my talents, my attentions towards this thing? What does that need to be? What is God's will? (laughs) So, um, yeah. So we just, that's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, are there any Bible stories like, or, or even specific scriptures or songs? I know you mentioned Isaiah, was it a 26, three, um, are there any other songs or stories or verses that encourage you to remember the peace of God, things that you cling to, or that kind of pop up in your mind and your moment of need? (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, yeah, being able to memorize a few key verses is very helpful that Isaiah 26, three is definitely one for me. And then I used to play peace, like a river in the car Every time we got in the car driving to school with my kids, it was just one of those things that I, was I like, love that we need to start the it's day a with peace like a river. And it's like uh-huh. this version by Elizabeth Mitchell and it's kind of folksy. And so I yeah. do have a whole like aligned playlist with very mm-hmm. peace themed songs, but oh, that cool. one is a favorite. And I love being able to hear my four-year-old try to sing it <laughs> like precious. peace like a river love like an ocean, joy, like a fountain. And she usually gets mm-hmm. them mixed up, but it's of course more cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> precious. That's really cool. Do you, is that playlist something that's available that we can link to? I would love to see that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is on Spotify. That's so cool. so I'll yeah. send you that link. That would be really cool. I would love to be able to share that with the listeners. Well, our last question is if we were sitting down together at a coffee shop, which we have not done in a long time, but would be really nice to do, what would you have in your hand to sip on? What do you like to drink when you go to a coffee shop? Yeah. Well, when I was going every day, it was like a black coffee because that's cheapest. Um, But (laughs) since I haven't gone in a while, I would probably start (laughs) on like a vanilla latte with some cool heart or leaf design on it. Cause that's always, of course. Fun. <laughs> yes, it's gotta be cute. <laughs> well, Casey, tell everybody how they can find you, where to look for you on the internet and where your books are, all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can find all my books at kcbshuler.com and I'm most active now, um, on social media at joyful health co. So um, I hate to give two different things, but oh, that's okay. We'll just link to it and it's all right. People are smart. Okay, perfect. Yes, they are. I believe yes. in you. No worries. No worries. Well, Casey, thank you so much for being here today for having this conversation. I know that it's going to bless so many people. It definitely blessed me and I'm encouraged to listen back through it as I edit and everything, but you just shared so many nuggets that I can't wait to write down and, you know, I'll have to refer back to, but I just, I appreciate your wisdom so much. And I know that it's going to be a blessing to all who listen. So thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really appreciative. Oh, can I pray before? Yes. Yes, of course. Great. Okay. Well, let's um, take a deep breath and we can roll our shoulders back, open our hands and acknowledge, um, God who is here with us. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for each person who is listening right there 
where they are, Holy Spirit, that you are with them and God, you um, can do all things. Nothing is too hard for you. So I pray for the person who um, is just maybe worried about something that they would um, cast all their cares upon you because you care for them, um, that they wouldn't not have to worry about anything, but to pray and everything. <laughs> and so <laughs> that you give us that you give us that um, invitation to meet with you. So I pray that they would know that you're with them and you care for them and you um, are their helper. Um, so I'm so thankful that you made a way um, on the cross and rose again to be with us forever. So, um, I pray that the listeners would know that and I'm like, they would go with your peace today in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you again, Casey. I'm so excited to introduce you to everybody. And I'm so glad that we were able to have this chat today. So thank you for doing it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Girl, real talk. Judah has been screaming this whole time. Oh, no. no. Y'all, let's be real. No one likes their period. But as a woman, it's something we have to live with. If you're looking to manage your period with effective products that give back, try Pixie Cup. I have the menstrual cup and the Pixie Pulse TENS unit that helps curb the pain of debilitating cramps. With fibroids and endometriosis, I need all the support I can get during that time of the month and Pixie Cup has greatly helped me. And another cool thing is that they're a Christian company that gives back. Your purchase also provides a menstrual cup for a woman in need around the world. Be sure to check out Pixie Cup and use code Jessica M for 15% off today. Friend, I don't know about you, but I can often become extremely overwhelmed by my feelings. It's very tempting to be consumed by them, actually. But over the last several years, I've learned so much about our emotions and the role that they play in our mental and spiritual well-being and growth. And I've developed a journaling framework that I use that allows me to work through the toughest of emotions. And I want to share it with you. So this is a freebie and it's called Feelings Aren't Facts, which side note, that was almost the name of this podcast. <laughs> but my very wise therapist often says that our feelings are good servants, but they're horrible masters. Working through our feelings and surrendering them to the authority of Christ allows us to walk in freedom instead of being chained to our emotions. So download your free guide today at the link in the show notes. Friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this show. I created it to share the truth of God's word with those near and far. I pray it's been a blessing to you. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please leave a review wherever you're listening and share it with a friend. That will help more people find it and help more people find the fullness of joy. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day.